You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago, Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi. Mark, that was a great, great first half hour with Father Luke Camelli talking about Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, All Saints' Day, All Souls' Day. That half hour just flew by. Yeah, I always sit with him and I always learn something. He's very, very knowledgeable, and he's got a passion for his faith. But he shares it in such a way that is so understandable. Yeah. And like, you know, three points here, four points here. It just flows from him. And plus, he's also got a great sense of humor. You know, you had the blonde wig. I had the Father's Easy Top uh, hairdo. And Father Luke with the giant beard. Mm-hmm. So it was good. We have a, but a second half program lined up, which will be just as fantastic. Very Reverend Ezekiel Sanchez, rector of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Des Plaines, joins the program to talk about the Day of the Dead, the events taking place this year at the Shrine in Des Plaines. Zeke, Father Zeke Sanchez, welcome to the program this morning. How are you, Zeke? Can you hear us? Good morning. Good morning, Father Zeke Sanchez. Hi, Father Greg. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good. Good, good to, to see, see you. Guys and hear you. Great to hear and see you, uh, Zeke. Now, go back in history. When I arrived at Niles College Seminary with Mark <laughs> Teresi around 1985, you came um, to see me, was it about 1987? Um, Is that 1987, right? 1987, uh, coming out of uh, the uh, DeVry Institute of Technology, learning to be an engineer. So I figure I'd build other things other than electronic <laughs> components. And I, and I remember, I, and Mark, I remember this. When Zeke came to see me, he was very afraid that I was going to close the door that day and say, thank you for coming. We're not interested. And a very kind, gentle uh, young man before me, I thought to myself, I pray he will enter the seminary and be ordained and Father Sanchez, you were one of the great priests in Chicago, and oh, uh, well, done, thank tr- you. have done tremendous work. And your ordination was 1995. So it's been 27 years now. Mm-hmm. So I met you. You were young. I was young. You're still young. <laughs> so was I. I'm old. <laughs> so am I. Mark is kind of in my bracket there. <laughs> so now I, I know, um, Zeke, you've been the director of the shrine for how long now? I've been rector of the shrine for uh, seven years now. Seven wow. years. And now maybe just a little bit of a background. Give us the history of the shrine on the grounds of... Um, mm-hmm. Maryville. Well, Maryville. it was the grounds of, the, uh, of Maryville Academy. In, uh, 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 back in 1986 or so, um, the community, is the Spanish-speaking community, as well as other communities, were kind of looking for a place to call home in terms of a Catholic community. And they were looking for a, a group of pilgrims who were looking for a place to celebrate the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe. To make it short, Father John Smith, who was the uh, director of uh, Maryville Academy in those years, uh, welcomed the pilgrim and the devotion. Never did he ever imagine it would become a day where 
Last year, we had over 400,000 pilgrims come to visit the shrine. And so in 2013, Cardinal George um, dedicated 60 acres of Maryville Academy to be dedicated to the construction and the development of said shrine. And it is one of the largest, one of the shrines that's most visited in the country for this particular Marian advocation. That's an amazing story. And, and what's very important is that Father Smith said yes, because they went to, yeah. I know the story from him because he was on our board, they went to a few parishes that said no, and right. by God's great goodness, he said yes, yeah. and it's so much more, there's so much more of an ability to care for the folks that come, because the numbers are so yeah. great, especially during Guadalupe feast. I never thought about that. He, yeah. Father yeah. Smith could have said no, and it never would have happened. Well, yeah, yeah. Where, where where would it have happened? Out of curiosity, Zeke, how many acres encompass the entire Maryville campus over on River Road, the River and Central? Part of the reason why the campus got... Um, the state of Illinois no longer wanted to support uh, uh, orphanages, per se. They wanted to put children into foster homes, um, and so they lost a lot of their wards. And so they couldn't sustain the whole campus. So it's 120 acres of uh, campus that we have there. And so when Colonel George uh, divided it, he still wanted to continue the Maryville mission, uh, but he wanted to extend it to a different kind of uh, orphanage. Uh, so we look ourselves as continuing the mission of Maryville Academy as it started, a place where uh, people are welcomed and uh, and people find, you know, family. They find uh, family in the church and they find each other's families here. Now, Father Sanchez, a very, 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 very important day. We'll be tied today being, of course, All Hallows' Eve and tomorrow All Saints' Day. But the tradition on Wednesday, the Day of the Dead, All Souls' Day, tell us more. Well, the Feast of All Souls uh, in, in Spanish called Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead, um, a lot of people have a lot of uh, comments about them. Um, one of the things that we try to do here at the shrine is give an authentic expression of what that looks like. So as you would see it in different countries in Latin America, so people are very, a lot of cultures are very strong on ancestor veneration. And so as we venerated our saints, we extend that to the veneration of ancestry. Where did our Christian faith come from? And so here at the shrine, we make a makeshift, uh, we lose, lose a we use a big plot of land to make a makeshift a cemetery and we invite all of our families to make an ancestry altar to bring all of the, the photographs of your uh, your loved ones things that they enjoyed their glasses their shoes or their mm-hmm. their food their favorite food a little tequila a little uh, you know coca-cola <laughs> whatever whatever they really enjoy <laughs> and it's absolutely a wonderful artistic expression and and it really begins with the what we call the announcement or the pronunciation of the name so all of those who have passed away and they've given us their intention so we make a special liturgy just to just to say the names of those who have passed away with the liturgy at mass uh, at 7 p.m. and then the rest of the evening is dedicated to fiesta is dedicated to celebration of hot chocolate uh, sweet breads uh, traditional foods that are in the Spanish community uh, if I may you know, one of the things I've been struggling a lot of, and the reason why we try to make it as authentic as we can is because we don't, uh, I keep trying to encourage the sec- subsequent generation, the second, third generation of Hispanics, which tend to kind of follow along in, in some of the 
modernistic ideas such as Halloween. Halloween was very much a Catholic idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dia de los Muertos has become an extension of Halloween. Um, and it's not. It's meant to be a, a cultural identification of things. You're supposed to remember uh, those who came before you. And so um, nowadays I'm telling people this is the deal of the day is not Halloween. It's not just paint your face and have a party. It's it's really is if you don't have mass, you don't go to mass, you're not praying for your beloved souls, uh, then you're wasting your time, really. And so what we're trying to do is invite folks to come and just to spend some time and remember you're not alone. And that's the most wonderful, merciful message we really have both in the Feast of All Saints and the feast of the feast of the, uh, the faithful departed is that you're not alone. They they are alive. There are and they have you have access to them. Um, for the Latino community, we have it easy easy ex- feelings of they're with us all the time. The, the divine is always around you, um, and so we want we don't want to lose that that sensibility in the life of people. And this is a great way to evangelize, especially the young children. All kids love this; they love it. Um, right. And uh, but it gives a, the community community uh, an opportunity to meet each other's families, even from beyond. So it's great to hear the stories. There's grandma, there's grandpa, and the stories that come with it. You know. Now, are you familiar uh, with the Disney movie Coco? Yes. That's a wonderful way uh, to communicate to young people. It's a, it's a story about a little boy and his grandma dies, and I mean, but but she's alive for him. I mean, and maybe with different generations, we got to figure that out. You know. Well, the movie is really good about the sense of life after death. They're mm-hmm. terrible, and probably because they can't. They can't talk about God, even the story Coco. Right. They blur out all the images of religious. They, you know, they, they don't talk about, you know, she's with God. They should come out with these monsters and, and all these, which is part of the issue is that I think, for instance, high schools, public high schools have the, the dead altars all over their high schools. But religious images are not allowed. Oh, and so wow. once you start desacralizing, Mm-hmm. The day of the dead. That's my point. Right. This is no, this is about mass. It's about pray for the dead redeemed in Christ. And uh, I don't think we want to, at least I don't, I don't want to sugarcoat it. I says this is a religious, profoundly right. religious expression that you're going to love. Uh, it, it is colorful. Religion is not boring. Our faith is not dead. And it's, it's so alive. real because it's connecting <laughs> the day we are born, we will one day die. So mm-hmm. connecting with the mystery of God. Mark, take us to break. Yeah, we're going to take a break. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. <clears throat> Catholic Chicago, 312 You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back with Father Zeke Sanchez. When we come back, Father Zeke, I want to ask you, in terms of your generation and the generations behind you, how do we connect them? How do we connect them in significant ways? We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.
Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible, free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Treacy, here with very Reverend Ezekiel Sanchez, rector of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Displains. We're talking about the Dia de los Muertos. And Father Greg, you have a question. Yeah, Father Zeke, first of all, you look about 30 years old. You know, what are your vitamins? And uh, number two... As you were talking before, my background come from a Polish home, Polish tradition, history. Growing <clears throat> up as a boy, Halloween, of course, secular, was very, very big. In my family, All Saints Day, very, very important. <clears throat> Holy of obligation, you go to Mass. In my family, All Souls Day 
was important, but nowhere near like in the Hispanic community, the Day of the Dead, November 2nd. So why in the Hispanic tradition in Mexico is the Day of the Dead so incredibly, incredibly important in the tradition? Well, I think this is where the church in Latin America got it right. Um, it was already very important in Native cultures. So many Native Americans in Latin America is much the same. Uh, the issue of ancestry uh, worship uh, is very, very important because you never understood yourself as an individual. The concept of individual that came postmodern, most people really understood themselves as, in fact, there's some places that you don't have the number for I, the, the word for I. Um, that doesn't exist. Uh, and so you, it's the way uh, people were brought up and those traditions continue with those echoes of that in, that important part of the culture's life. And so when the missionaries came uh, and talked about the Feast of All Souls, talk about the life everlasting, they understood that. I mean, that's what in the story of Guadalupe, uh, Juan Diego was particularly saying when he was up on Tepeyac Hill, he thought he died. And he says, have I gone to the place of my ancestors? And so it's not uncommon. So that's why there's a very strong faith already that connected really well with the Christian message. Now, it's interesting because our two youngest daughters are adopted from Mexico. <laughs> so we were mm -hmm. in Mexico many, many times. And mm -hmm. one of the women that worked with us uh, who had a terrible accident um, said, well, I talked to my lady, my lady. And she said, mm -hmm. and my lady said, if, you know, she, she wanted to survive, said, if I survive, the lady said, take care of my children. And mm -hmm. she took care of, she built schools. She built, I mean, it was amazing, the impact. But what was amazing for me was the personal relationship she had mm -hmm. with Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah. It was like, my, I just talked to her. I talked to my lady. Now, Guadalupe's coming up, too, in December what a reaction. What, what a faith movement of people. Explain that a little bit, mm -hmm. would you, uh, in terms of the relationship people have with Guadalupe? I think uh, a lot of it has to do with that, it, that Guadalupe filters. Um, I guess, sadly, I guess one theologian kind of surprised me when he said, Guadalupe does a great job in filtering all the language about God that is in God. And Guadalupe is the prism by which you find Jesus. You always get to Jesus through Mary. Like if you, if I want to know, you know, if I want to know you, you would tell me certain information about you getting to know you. But mm -hmm. if I really want to know you, I need to talk to your mom. Talk to mama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You get the you truth. You get, you, you get, get the, truth. the real truth. And, mm -hmm. and with her, she really does clean up um false images of God, and she presents to you uh, the real Jesus. She presents, she's the one who gave birth to him. And so it, she, it, they take very seriously what Jesus said on the cross, you know, behold your mother. And mm -hmm. like I said, when, when the community is that valuing family that much, the more the community values family and life, the more she becomes valuable. And I think so when people come to Our Lady Guadalupe, they don't feel threatened by her. She's that motherly figure, you know. And so, however, there's a thousand ways people come. Um, and sometimes they come with extreme penances. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of it has to do with the extremity of the life that they live and the things that they're asking for. You know, Zeke, you make me think of a story when I was about maybe five or six years old. I remember saying to my mother once, Mommy, I love you. 
And my mother said, she said, Greg, I love you more because I'm your mother. Mm-hmm. I always said to me, Mommy, I love you. And she said, but I love you more because I'm your mother. And it always stayed with me. And I think the folks that I met in Mexico that had that reverence feel that way about Mary. Exactly. <laughs> well, I had my image is, you know, I'm in trouble, Mom. Dad's coming home. When I was a kid, I remember I don't get called Greg. If I got called Gregory, it was not a good day. I'm in yeah. trouble with Gregory. If I got called Gregory Sigmund, it was not a good yeah, week. Yeah, Mark Joseph. Yeah, it was not oh, a good week. Exactly. Go ahead, Mark. No, I was just going <laughs> to ask Zeke. So you're talking about prayer and that intimacy in prayer. Um, many, many of our listeners and viewers may know you were in that airplane accident. Uh, so what, could you talk about that a little bit? What was your prayer on that plane uh, when you thought you were not going to survive? You know, the military tell their cadets and the people who did it's train hard and your training kicks in and uh i was coming home from a birth uh from from durango which is my parents uh, home state in mexico and i was coming home getting ready to think about the next steps i got to do over at the shrine mm-hmm. and when the plane was coming through the only thing that came through my mind when i became aware that this is not good uh we're this is this is going to be an accident really mm-hmm. bad and we don't know if we'll make it the first thing that came through my mind is absolve, absolve, absolve. Just got into the prayer of absolution for everybody on that plane. Oh, wow. And, uh, and everybody says, why did you think that first? And I said, the training kicked in. Wow. Um, I, the training kicked in. Uh, the first prayer that came out of my mouth was the prayer that we do every morning. Oh, God, come to my assistance. Um, and I just and I just said, Lord, um prepare us for whatever we need to go through. And everyone survived, thankfully. Everybody says, asked me, is it a miracle? Well, one, yes, for me. Mm-hmm. But the name of the, I always tell people the name, as a little aside, I always say the name of the airport where the accident happened was called Guadalupe Victoria, the victory of Guadalupe. Wow. And so everybody, everybody points to the fact that the rector of uh, the Shrine of Our Lady Guadalupe was on a plane. And so <laughs> I take no credit. Guys. <laughs> I'm a survivor. To, but I will say one uh, one thing I always tell people when they ask me this question. Uh, when I got back home after some hospital stay, and uh, my first night at the at the shrine, I, I went with my sister and I said, I don't want to be noticed. I don't want to see because I'm not ready for that. Um, but there was about four families at midnight in front of the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe because it, it's an outdoor shrine, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, they said, Father, how you doing? Glad you're doing well. But and I said, well, thanks for coming. He says, no, Father, you don't understand. We were on the plane with you. Wow. We were on wow. the plane. This is at midnight. Mm-hmm. And I, my mouth just dropped. And I said, you know, there's something here. Mm-hmm. You know, this, there's, there's, this ain't, you know, it just can't be too much coincidence here. And I'm just, the only response to all that grace is thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for, mm-hmm. and so that means I got to work. So every time someone asks me, says, what happened? I said, God said, bring him up. But the Blessed Mother says, wait, I like the way he works. Leave him alone. (laughs) (laughs) And he listened to his his mother. Have a good work ethic, man, because you you never know what that's going to save you. (laughs) Now, do you you think that experience changed you, or did it just bring more of who you are to light? Or what's your impression of that? I think both. Um, 
it it changed me in the sense of uh, when you get that close to knowing you're going to, I guess you're going to die. Mm-hmm. I had people talk about when they get to, I remember Cardinal George when a couple of his surgeries, it was close for him. And a fear rem- is removed from you. Uh, I would say that uh, I was less, I'm less anxious, I guess, for, for today with trying to be concerned about problems of the world, and even mm-hmm. the problems of the church to some degree. And say it's in God's hands anyhow. So if I would have left, what, what, in what way would it have changed the world? Not much, I don't think. But it, you do much more alive, and do. But if you're focused, and so it helped me focus. So I, I love what I do. I, I think I'm a better priest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm a good steward of the Lord's goodness and the, the gifts He's given. And I try to bring people to that. And I was like, there's nothing to be afraid of, guides. And I think that's when you talk about the generations. The question you were going to ask me. I think I find mm-hmm. the generation behind me far more fright, uh, far more frightened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, there's a, there's a lot of anxiety, and that's one of the things you see here at the Shrine. I mean, all ages, uh, little children, senior citizens, uh, you name it, uh, immigrants, uh, non-immigrants, uh, Americans, uh, just everybody. When they come to visit our Blessed Mother, they come to her with the best and the worst, and yes. there's a lot of anxiety in both. Could you remind our listeners and viewers a little bit about the All Souls, All Saints events? Just remind them days, times, etc. Sure. Uh, well, All Saints is uh, uh, November 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we have liturgy in the evening so that more people, the, mes- the majority of people can come. And uh, November 2nd, Wednesday, is the Feast of All Souls. The other was one of those for us. And so if you'd like to participate in a truly authentic expression of how the Adelos Muertos was, uh, is celebrated in other parts of the world and uh, enjoy some great food and enjoy some some smiles and look some people's artistry and their creativity, please come and join us for the Feast of All Souls on November 2nd, starting at 6 p.m. Thank you very much. We're going to bring our program to a close. Very Reverend Zeke Sanchez, Rector of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe, um, thank you, and just a good, good person and a great priest. And uh, thank you for joining us this morning. I'd like to also thank Michael May, Brian Brock, our producers for the show. Father Greg Sackwitz had to leave a little bit early. They're filming one of the Cardinals' masses, so I am closing, thanking everybody for listening and watching us today. WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, YouTube.com. Thank you for our viewers on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Mark Teresi here. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And, 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 and please, and please, and please, and please connect with Catholic.